you feel the need to do something different in life, to change, to respond to a higher calling, and need stimulus for someone who understands you, well, my friend, you have come to the right place. There is someone I want to introduce you to. His name is Tony. Welcome to Life Change Secrets. Are you settling? That's the question I have for you today. When I was back in college, my buddy and I liked the same girl. And I remember one day when she gave me some time and he was sitting back in the distance watching, jealous, because she was talking to me and not to him. When I finally finished the conversation and I went back to him and talked to him, he said, she's just settling. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, she just, she, the, only, the only reason she's talking to you is because she's just settling until something better comes along, until she can get together with me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Maybe she is settling. I didn't tell him that, but you know, maybe she is. But in the meantime, she's talking to me. And that's all I was really concerned about. That was kind of just a funny little story that I remembered that reminded me about the topic of settling. Because settling is something that a lot of people do in life, in all walks of life. I see people every day who just settle, who think that they, they're doing what they're doing and there's nothing better that they could hope to do in their lives and that success is for other people. And, you know, I'll just, I just want to stop for a second and define what success is. Society teaches us that success a lot of times is money and fame and big houses and nice cars and the women and the men and you know all that kind of stuff. I don't look at it that way. I think that's kind of objective in the, in a sense because you know if you do have a lot of money and you do have you been successful like that, then you know you have a certain status in society. But I believe that success is whatever you want it to be. So if you're a street sweeper right now and your goal is to go and work in a restaurant and wash dishes or work on a production line in, a, in an automobile factory, if you achieve your goal, whatever it is, then for me, that's success. Anyway, getting back to what I was saying before, you know, there are so many people in this world who just settle for whatever it is they have. And this is something that is not just in everyday life and in all walks of life, but also in companies, for example. I had a customer once who used to complain. They said, you know, this is my situation. I got these people. I'm trying to tell them what to do. They don't listen. And he used to really get upset, you know. And so I helped him to put together some processes and some procedures in place and to help him to manage his people better. But he didn't even try it. And then when I asked him, I said, well, why haven't you done this yet? He said, well, I don't really think this is going to work. And I'm like, did you try? You didn't even try it. How can you say it doesn't work if you don't even try? I have a buddy of mine who, you know, he's complaining about the job that he has and it's not what he wants to do. And, and I was like, well, why don't you, you know, go and take some seminars or why don't you, you know, look for some help? You know, I can give you some books to read or, and, you know, he's like, eh. I was like, what do you mean, eh? And he's like, yeah, I don't really think that stuff works, you know. He was telling me about a seminar. I said, there's a great seminar I think you could go to. And he said, no, I don't think so, because I think those guys, you know, they really, they, they charge you up, and then, you know, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, they don't really give you anything concrete. And so my question to him was, but what are you basing that on? Is that, some, is that a fact? Is that an experience that you had? Or is that something that you just think that is that way? 
And I was like, how are you ever going to know if you don't go? Go to the seminar. And he's like, eh. And you know, so he's settling for the life that he has, and then he has the nerve to complain about it. And I was like, you know, you can't complain if you don't try new stuff. And the reason that people settle is because of their beliefs. And my client had this belief that the stuff that I showed him that's really based on proven methods, and the, his belief that this he didn't think this was going to work, it's based on something he's imagining. He doesn't even know. It's a feeling that he has. The same thing with my buddy who doesn't go to the seminar because he thinks that it's not going to give him the result that he wants. And, you know, we already have to be careful with that because settling is really, really driven a lot of times by beliefs, just as going after what you want is based on the belief that if I go after what I want, there's going to be a greater possibility that I can achieve it or that I can at least get to it. Les Brown, one of my all-time favorite motivational speakers, wrote a book. And in that book, he said, shoot for the moon, because even if you miss you'll still land among the stars. And so, you know, like I said, if you don't try, at least even if you don't get to the to the moon, at least you're going to get, you know, someplace out in space, which is a lot better than where you are right now. You know, because the other thing to remember is that beliefs are based on generally three different things. The first thing is it's a personal experience that you had. So maybe you had a personal experience and because of the outcome of that personal experience, you now think that everything else, every other situation like that is going to turn out the same way. And that is not necessarily true. Take the example of a sports team that plays against a really, really good team and they lose. And so a lot of times the players will think, well, if I play against another strong team, we're probably going to lose. But if you think back over time, that probably wasn't true. There's always been a time, especially if you've been playing sports for any any length of time, there's probably been some time where your team or you have beaten another team or another player that is stronger than you. And if that's not enough, and maybe that you said, well, that's never happened to me, well, then just look around in sports in general And in the history of sports, it's happened many, many, many times that a weaker team on paper has beaten a stronger team. It's happened again and again and again, and it's probably going to continue to happen again and again and again. So just because it happened once doesn't mean that that's the way it's always going to be. And so that should give you hope and faith that if you confront a team that's stronger than you today, you can beat them. So one of the reasons why we have our beliefs is because of a personal experience that, as we said, isn't necessarily always true, that it's going to turn out the same way as it did that time. Another reason for our beliefs is because of something we imagine. So just like in the two examples that I gave you about my friend and about my client, both of them, their beliefs are based on something they just believe, but they don't know for sure if that's really the case or not. It's just something that they believe. So if you dig deep into their psychology, you might find out why they feel that way. At any rate, it could be just a sensation that they have that's not really based on anything. And then the third reason for our beliefs is because we hear people talk about this. And so sometimes one of the classic expressions is, well, because that's what people say. And so my question is, what people are they? Who are these people? You know? Are they even qualified to say that? 
Are they people who are knowledgeable? Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who talk a lot, but not a lot of people are really qualified to give you advice. So you really have to really think about who that person is or who those people are who said that. At any rate, those are the three main reasons why we even have beliefs and the things that our beliefs are based on. So if you're in a situation, and this is what I told both my client and both my friend and you know other people and the way I think too, if you're in a situation that you don't like or if it's a situation that you want to change and you're not sure how to do it, you have two possibilities. You can either stay there and continue to do that knowing that you're not going to be happy or that you, you know, you have this feeling inside of you that I really would like to have something more, but I've just, you know, you settle for that. You can settle. That's one possibility. Or you can do something different. And, you know, going back to beliefs, one of the things that it's really, really important to know is that if you have a belief that's negative in, in this sense, just like in the case of my friend or my client, and you keep believing that and you keep telling yourself that, All you're doing is adding more fuel to the fire of your negative belief. I'll give you another example. I was talking to a guy the other day who who told me that he's shy and that he would like to overcome his shyness. And so, you know, before you give advice, you know, this is a characteristic of a good coach. Before you start giving advice, you have to thoroughly understand the situation. So I asked him a lot of questions and I tried to understand what it is he's tried to overcome his shyness. And what he, what's worked and what hasn't worked. If everything that he's tried has never worked, if it's only worked sometimes, and so on and so forth. And I must have listened to him for like five minutes. And in those five minutes, I would say that at least 10 times, he said, I'm shy. And so when he finished his little exposition, he asked me, he said, so do you have any advice for me? And I said, well, um, yes, I do. I said, but I'd like to ask you a couple questions first. And so the first question I asked him was, do you like being shy? And he answered me, he said, why are you asking me that question? I just told you that I don't. And I was like, I know, I know. Let me ask you another question. Do you want to continue being shy? And by this time, he's getting kind of irritated. You know, he's like, what are you, are you, are you pulling my leg? You know, why do you keep asking me these questions? I just told you I'm asking you for some advice. And so I started laughing and I was like, I'm just kidding you. I said, but I really, I asked you those two questions for a reason. And now I'm going to ask you one question and it's, and it's a really serious question. If you don't like being shy and you don't want to continue to be shy, then why do you keep telling yourself that you're shy? Why do you keep telling yourself that? It doesn't make sense. All you're doing is adding more fuel to that negative fire. That negative belief, that negative thing that you don't want anymore. Why do you keep telling yourself that? Now, I'm not here to say that if you just stop telling yourself that you're shy, that then everything's going to be okay and you're not going to be shy anymore. It may or may not be that simple. And it's probably not. But that's the first step. Focus right away on what it is you do want. Go there. You don't want to be shy. What do you want? I want to feel more secure. I want to feel more confident. Oh, that's what you need to keep telling yourself. So as of today, don't tell yourself anymore that you're shy because you already know that, but you don't need to say that anymore. Start telling yourself what you do want. And why do I say this? Because that's the way our minds work. You know, if I tell you right now, 
okay? And I'm going to tell you this. You who are listening to this podcast, do not think about a yellow elephant. So what's the first thing that came to your mind? Why are you smiling? I just told you not to think about it. Why are you thinking about that? You see? Because that's the way our minds work. If I tell you not to think about something, the first thing you have to do is to understand what it is you're not supposed to think about. And then once you've done that, now you can start to focus on not thinking about it. The problem with that is try to get that yellow elephant out of your mind now. You see how difficult that is? It's just like the father who is, you know, on the sidelines watching his son play soccer. And he says, come on, Tommy, don't be afraid. Go get the ball. You know, you just told him something. Why did you even tell him that? Because now what Tommy's thinking is he's thinking. And this this is a, a mechanism that they say happens very, very quickly in our minds. But in a situation like that, Tommy is first and foremost thinking about, in a real small frame of time, he's thinking, how would I be playing if I were afraid? And once he focuses on that, now he's starting to focus on the next thing, which is, now I know I don't want to do that because that's what my dad said. So now I'm going to focus on not being afraid. You know, it's kind of like the team that goes out onto the field playing not to lose. Why don't you just go out and play to win? Focus on that. Because a lot of times if you play not to lose, a lot of times that's exactly what happens. If you play because you don't want to get goals scored against you or you don't want to get scored on, a lot of times that's exactly what happens because you're focusing on that. And so what should the father say who's on the sideline? Come on, Tommy, go get the ball. Go get it. Tell him exactly what you want. And so that's what, you know, going back to my friend and my client, instead of saying, I don't think this is going to work, or I don't think going to that seminar is going to help, well, then my question to you is, what do you think is going to work? What could you be doing to help you to get the result that you want? And so sometimes we don't know because we just don't know (laughs) uh, what we need to do. And so we need to go find out. And again, and I say, if you don't know, if you really want a different result in your life or wherever that situation is, and you don't know how to get that, then like I said, you have two choices. You can either keep doing what you're doing or you can do something different. But like Einstein once said, you know, the definition of insanity is to continue to do the same things over and over and over again and expect to get different results. It just doesn't make sense. That's insane. And so if you want different results, you have to do different things. So again, you say, well, I don't know how to get these different results. Well, one thing is, you know, going back to my client, if, if you don't have a better solution, then try what your consultant just told you to do. At least try it. Or like my friend, if, if you don't believe that going to the seminar is going to get you a result, at least try it. Because, you know, for example, in Italy, there's a saying in the Italian language that says, da cosa nasce cosa. And that means that from doing one thing, you could discover something else. And so even if that seminar leader that you have the feeling isn't going to give you the result that you want, by going to the seminar, who knows? You might be pleasantly surprised. He might give you some tidbit of information that might lead you on a different path and give you some input that you really, really needed. You might meet somebody at that seminar 
who you never met before, who might give you an idea about another speaker or about another seminar leader or about a book to read or something that might put you on the track that you want to be on. But if you don't go to the seminar, you're never going to find out. Sometimes we discard things based on our beliefs, like I said before. I went to a seminar once a long time ago. I used to study uh, acting for a couple of years, something I always wanted to do. And uh, here's something for you. If you're shy and, you're, and you really want to get over that, go to take acting classes. It's such a great therapy. It's so great. Anyway, getting back on the track, I went to a, a seminar once. It was by an acting teacher. He was actually kind of more of a motivational acting teacher than anything else. But anyway, he had us do an exercise. And he said to us, he said, I want you to pair up. You know, so there's two of you now. I want you to pair up with someone else. And I want you to decide in your group of two who's going to be A and who's going to be B. And then he said, this is what I want you to do. I want A to explain to B a problem that he's having. And he hasn't been able to resolve that problem. He's had this problem for a while, or maybe it's a new problem, but he's not sure how to resolve it. And so I want B, after listening to the, to the problem, I want B to give some advice to A about how to resolve that problem. And now it doesn't matter whether B is an expert in that field, if he knows anything about it, just give him some advice, any kind of advice, okay? And then I want you to switch and I want B to explain something to A about a problem that he's having or she's having and I want A to give some advice to B, okay? So we did that and after we finished, he started asking us some questions and one of the questions he asked us was, raise your hand if you believe that the advice that you received from your partner about how to resolve your problem was valid, that you actually got something out of that advice that that person gave you. And so what was really interesting to see was that only about half of the people in the room raised their hands. I didn't raise my hand, for example, because I thought, you know, you know, my partner is a really nice guy, but I just didn't think that the, the advice that he gave me was really going to help me. So I didn't raise my hand. And then he asked us another question, and this was the most important one. He said, how many of you actually received some really valid advice, but you don't even realize it? And so what he's trying to say is that, again, going back to the beliefs, Sometimes we believe that's based on, a lot of times it's not based on anything concrete, but we just have this belief that I don't think, for example, in this particular situation, that the advice that you gave me, I don't think it's going to help me. If you open your mind to new possibilities, you will find some of the answers that you're looking for. And so going back again to these same two examples, my colleague, my customer, if you just try it, it might not work exactly the way you imagine it, but at least you will make progress and you will learn from that. And then you can make adjustments and continue on your, on your way to improvement. To my friend, I say, go to the seminar and see what happens. See what you learn. See what advice you've gotten. See what, what things that you've learned that, that might help to put you on the track that you want to get on. At least try. Michael Jordan said that. Michael Jordan said, who I had the opportunity and the pleasure of spending an entire week with back in the early 90s uh, when I worked for Nike and he came over to Germany where I was at the time to do a promotional tour. And 
He's got, if you look this up on the internet, you can see, you know, one of his most famous sayings is, I can accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. You know, we're not successful all the time. Everything isn't going to work out as exactly the way you want to, but at least you tried. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, then you can at least say, I gave it a shot. But if you really, really want to get results, you say you gave it a shot this time, it only worked part of the way or it didn't work at all. So what are you going to do now? You know, I can't talk this stuff. I made a a commitment to myself that I'm not going to get up on stage. I'm not going to create any content and talk about stuff that I haven't done or that I don't really believe in and that I can can prove that I believe in it and I can prove that I'm doing this stuff too. I just came from a seminar last night about communication. It's something that I know a lot about, but I always get new tidbits from other people and other speakers. I love doing that. And I love to share those things. And last year, I went to a seminar by a guy named uh, Brendan Burchard. And uh, someone asked him this question. And they said, Brendan, you know, you have enjoyed or you are enjoying tremendous success. He's got a lot of followers. And, and this person asked him, she said, she said, how do you do that? You know, what, what is it that, that separates you from other people who are less successful? And he said, you know, very humble. He's like, you know, I really feel like I'm just an ordinary person. He said, but if you ask me that question about what is it that separates me from other people, one of the things I believe that separates me from a lot of people that I see is that a lot of people, when they try something and it doesn't work, they get depressed. They, get, they feel dejected. They, and the problem with feeling that way is that it paralyzes you. It stops you. It, it makes you, you know, get depressed. It, it slows you down. It makes a lot of people just want to give up and quit. And the difference between me and other people like that is that whenever I try something and it doesn't work, I don't stop. I don't feel dejected and get myself down and cry over spilled milk. I don't do that. If I try something and it doesn't work, I get pissed and I try it again because I am determined to make this work and I will try it again and again and again until it works. And that's the difference, I think, between me and a lot of other people. So, you know, it's all about what you believe in. So going back to this question about, you know, okay, so, okay, Tony, you convinced me that I need to try, but I don't know what to try. I don't know. Well, here's a couple concrete ideas that you could put into place that will help you to not settle, but to go after what you want. And a couple of those ideas come from a book that I read some years ago called The Artist's Way by a woman named Julia Cameron. And Julia talks about a couple things because the the book that she wrote is for people who have lost their muse. So artists, painters, singers, artistic dancers, authors, uh, people who really, musicians, actors, people who really need to develop their creativity and they've lost that for some reason or they need to develop more of it. She gives you some concrete suggestions on how to, to develop that. One of the suggestions that she gives you is, which I really, really like, is to set an appointment with yourself or a date with yourself every week for at least two hours. And during these two hours, you turn your phone off and you go and you do something that you've never done. 
And, you know, I don't mean for you to do anything dangerous or stupid, but you go and do something that you've never done. For example, if you're used to driving to work every day, you might, on a Saturday morning, take the bus and go someplace to another city that you've never been to and take a walk around. You might go to a tattoo shop. You might never have had a tattoo, never even thought about having a tattoo, but you go to a tattoo shop and watch them and see how they do that. Or you might go walk around a town. You might go window shopping in places that sell clothes or, or articles or objects that you have never ever had or owned or would even think of owning. And why is this so important to do something that you've never done before? Because that's how you get new stimulus. If you can keep on doing all the same things that you've always done, how on earth are you going to get new stimulus, right? I was talking to a young woman once, a friend of mine, and I said, so how are you doing? I haven't seen you for a while. And she's like, uh, I'm doing okay. She's like, I broke up with my boyfriend. And I was like, wow, I'm sorry to hear that. I was like, how long ago was that? And she's like, oh, it's been also almost a year now, but I can't find another boyfriend. I don't... And so I was like, well, so I just started asking her questions, you know, and I was like, so what, tell me, tell me what a typical day is like in your life. And she said, well, I usually um, go and go to Starbucks, have coffee. And uh, do, you, do you go alone? Or do you, no, usually I meet a girlfriend of mine and, you know, we have coffee. And then when we go to the office, I look at my emails and then uh, we take a little break uh, in mid-morning. And who do you take the break with? And it's always the same person. And then she goes to lunch. Where do you go to lunch? She goes to the same place with the same people. And then in the afternoon, she takes a coffee break with the same people. And then after work, she'll either go get a drink with the same people at the same place, or she'll go to the gym with the same person. And so I'm like, if you, if you keep doing the same thing, how on earth do you think you're ever going to find another boyfriend or, or meet someone different? You got to do different stuff if you want a different result, right? So that's one thing is to have an appointment with yourself for a couple hours a week. Nobody else comes with you. Turn the phone off and you, it's just you and you concentrate on that. Another thing that she suggests is if you are really, really busy in your life, maybe you have a lot of things. You could, let's say you're a manager or you just, just have a lot of stuff going on in your life and you're always thinking about something and one of the things that she suggests to do, which is another great exercise, is that when you wake up in the morning, after you've maybe had a cup of coffee or something, or maybe you get up 15 minutes earlier, and you pull out three or four sheets of white paper, and you just start writing everything that's on your mind. Everything. Anything that's on your mind, you just write it. And you never stop writing until everything is emptied out of your brain. So, and you, and if you get to a point when you were writing and you don't know what to write anymore, then you write, I'm not sure what to write anymore because I can't think of anything else. But then you write about, I was driving home last night and I was thinking about the argument that I had my, with my wife and then there was a lot of traffic and you don't worry about spelling. It doesn't have to be pretty. Grammar's not important. You just write. And the objective of this is to empty your brain because only when your brain is empty, so to speak, of all that information and all that stress and all that stuff that you're thinking about and all those worries and concerns and preoccupations and all that stuff that's in your brain, only when you've emptied all that stuff out can you put new stuff in. Because one of the reasons why we can't think of new solutions and why we can't think of new things that we need to do is because we have too much stuff on our minds. There's too much stuff going on and that's why you can't fit anything else in. So that's why it's important to empty it out, get it all out, Take that piece of paper then and just fold it up and you can even throw it away because you don't need it anymore. 
And if you need a visual on this, think about how would you put more water in a glass that's already full? You know, the concept is the same. How are you going to put more stuff in your in your mind if, if your mind is already full? And so that's another good exercise. And then another, probably one of the greatest ways to get new stimulus that has to kind of do with the first thing that I talked about, about having an appointment with yourself or a date with yourself, is to go to seminars. There are so many seminars that you could go to about all different kinds of topics, any different kind of topic that you could possibly imagine, there's probably a seminar about it. And, you know, don't worry about finding the right seminar that's exactly the right thing. Just start, go. Another thing that Les Brown said is don't wait until you're ready to get started. You know, don't wait and try to find the perfect seminar because there isn't the perfect seminar at the beginning, especially if you don't know exactly what it is you want. Just go to something that's remotely interesting for you. Okay, just do that. And when you go to the seminar, like I said, you might be pleasantly surprised of what it is you learn. You will, you know, some of the benefits of going to the seminars is that you can get new ideas about stuff because you hear it from someone else. You can meet other people. If at those seminars, especially if it's something about what it is you want to do, guess who you're going to meet there? You're going to meet other people who are in the same boat as you, who have the same desires that you have, who have the same goals that you have. You're going to meet some of those people who might even be a little bit further along than you are. And they can give you some ideas about where you need to go and who you need to see and who you need to talk to and what books you need to read and what seminars you need to go to. You see? And then the other thing that you will learn from seminars, you can learn a method about how exactly to get what you want. And that's the beauty of going out to seminars. And if you can't go out because you don't have the money or, or you don't want to travel, or there's webinars you can go to. You can, you can do seminars online. You can look up stuff, but you know, there's nothing that takes the place of a live seminar, of actually going there and meeting those people and hearing this live and participating in the seminar. There's nothing that beats that for me, okay? So I'd like to close now just to give you a little bit of motivation about, you know, just to let you know that you don't have to settle. There is more that you can do in life. One of the saddest things that I can imagine is to work all your life, especially if you're doing something that you don't want to do, you have something inside of you that you know that you're here on this earth to do, but you never figured it out, how to do it, how to do what you want to do, how to live life on your own terms, at least to move in that direction. And then you retire and you will always have this nagging thought about what could have been if you had just tried. And so that's why I want to leave you with a couple little tidbits just to make you think. Imagine this situation. You are retired. You are, let's say, 75, 80 years old. You're sitting on the couch. And around you, sitting on the floor, are your grandchildren. And your grandchildren are really, really excited to, to listen to one of your stories again because they love your stories. They love how you tell your stories. But the story they want to hear you tell today is the story of your life. And so the question is that I have for you, what story are you going to tell? Because if you want to change the outcome of that story, what that story is going to be when you're 80 years old, then you can start now. Because once you get to be that age, the story is going to be what it is. 
and you're not going to be able to change it. So if you do want to change it, you can start now. Another way to think about it is this. The story of four old friends who were sitting around talking, having a drink. And the first friend says, you know, there was always something that I wanted to do in my life and I never tried it. And I always wonder what things would be like now if I had just given it a shot. The second friend said, there was something that I wanted to do too. And I gave it a shot. It didn't work out the way I wanted to, but at least I tried. And so I'm at peace with myself because at least I gave it a shot. The third friend said, you know, guys, there was something that I wanted to do and I gave it a shot. I tried it and it worked and it was the best thing that I ever did. I'm so happy that I did that. I don't even want to imagine what things would be like now for me if I hadn't tried that. I'm just so happy. The fourth friend said, you know, I'm just listening to you guys. And you know what? If I had to look back over my life, I wouldn't change anything. I lived my life exactly the way I wanted to. I'm really happy with the way things went. And I wouldn't change anything. So once again, the question for you is, when you're at the age of these four old friends, 75, 80 years old, What story are you going to tell about your life? And if you want to make a change in the way that story is going to come out, you better get started now. Because you know what? It is possible. It's possible to have more out of life. And I don't mean be rich or famous or any of that. I just mean it's possible to have more out of life of the things that you want and to live life more so on your terms. It is possible, but first you have to believe it. And then after you believe it, you have to go get it and you have to make something happen. My college football coach, Coach Carp, he used to always say that there's three kinds of people in this world. He said that there's the kind of people who sit around and do nothing and then they complain because they don't get what they want or they don't have the things that they want. There's the kind of people who sit around and hope that something will happen. And then there are the kind of people who make things happen. And he always finished that off with a question. Which kind of person are you? And so I ask you the same question. What kind of person are you? And what are you going to make happen for you in your life? So if you liked what you heard in this podcast today and you're fired up now and you really, really want to get something going and you really want to make something happen in your life, but you're not sure how to do it, you might need somebody to guide you along in the process, then I have something that might help you. It's my book. It's called The Courage to Change. It will help you to figure out step by step exactly what you need to do, what you want to do in your life, how you want to get it done, and it'll walk you through the whole process step by step. It's called The Courage to Change. You can find it on my website, anthonysmith.it. Go there, look for the book on the books and products section, and I'll fire it off to you, okay? It's a very, very practical book. It's not a book just to read. It's a it's a step-by-step book. I will walk you through the five steps that I personally went through to change my life. Okay, I hope you found this interesting, but above all useful. 
And like I always say, if there's a subject that you would like me to touch on or to cover, just please write to me, come to my website, anthonysmith.it, and tell me what it is you'd like me to talk about, and I would be more than happy to create some content just for you. Okay? So stay with me now, and you know what I'm getting ready to say, because I got a lot more things to say.